think I left the gas on. This is me slipping into something more comfy. John, turn my gas off. Oh, woohoo, Bunty. <laughs> oh, turn me gas off. Turn me gas off. How do, lovely listeners, and welcome back to this spine-tingling and agita-inducing episode of the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Or should we go around the room and introduce ourselves by our proper names? I'm Sergeant Hatred. I'm Timothy Lone Cactus. No, you are Captain Preparation. Oh, did you really give me that name? And I haven't seen yes, it in there. And, so. and he is Hollywood Beauty. Uh. 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 <laughs> this was the Why? most annoying thing that I could associate with a terrifying this topic. This sounds like what my ex-girlfriend comes to. Uh-huh. <laughs> the one that likes coffins? Yeah. I'm fairly <laughs> certain at one point I, like, imagine her doing, like, a Suspiria-esque dance to this, like, nude, yet, and just writhing around in various... It's a really good movie. I, I would recommend you check it out. I'm sure if she could get around to actually working a keyboard, uh, that she could probably find this podcast and hear this and be inspired, maybe, to, to learn the dance. You would think, but that would require her understanding the English language, and I'm not sure that that's something no. that she's going to get around to. No. I mean, so all disparaging comments aside, I mean, uh, live your truth, you crazy goth girl, you. Yes, please. <laughs> Wednesday I like how it's been Adams. like five years and I'm still holding on to a grudge that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were just having a conversation about me holding on to a grudge that exists primarily in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Dave Mustaine major, major paradox. Yours is me. Ma- so. No, yours is like J-Lo in the cell meeting Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Thought you were going to throw me J-Lo and Ben Affleck. <laughs> he's like, oh, now he's making movies. He's a director. I'm still Jenny from the block. All big time over here. <laughs> all Batman looking ass. All, all big booty over here on Batfleck, fucker. Batfleck. So, this week, we are going to discuss the Bell Witch. And this is not that crazy crack fiend that hangs out in front of the Taco Bell asking if you can get her a burrito. I was going to say, not hungry, thanks. No. Yes, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any any interest before we get on going here? Any any other random bits of nonsense? Because I mean, I have for a while wanted us to answer one of the age old questions: chicken or steak? Uh, no, this is not a chalupa. <laughs> not hungry, thanks. Uh, this is very important because this will help to define our relationship to each other and the audience forevermore. Beetles. Or stones. Trick question. I set myself on fire. Yes. Ooh. Well, now I can't use that answer. (laughs) Shit, I don't know. Stones, I guess, maybe, sure. I'm a stones. I I, I, I can appreciate the Beatles, but they sound like children's songs to me most of the time. I I can uh, can see that. If I had actually give a stance... I would be a contrarian, not to, not say, just to be, be con- not just to be a contrarian, but I can only think of one Stone song off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. I can think of like th- two Beatles songs. <laughs> yeah, I can but, think of a lot of both, and um, uh, I like the Rolling Stones songs. So. Stones, I like the one song that I can think of is "Play with Fire," and I really, mm-hmm. really like that song. Not even like "Beast of Burden." 
Nope. Brown not, sugar. Nope. I'm right. angry. Yep. Yes. Um, but Beatles, I mean, you have Yellow Submarine, which and you yeah. have Yellow Submarine. And yeah, that's have, the song that small children let it. Oh wow, be to somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Uh, oh, what time we is it? Oh, look at you, Floor. Yellow Submarine. <laughs> Uncle Touchy and the Yellow Submarine. But why? Submarine. Why? Why? Why is this a a, a sieg? A Sieg? Oh, sorry, a Segway? Yes. <laughs> He's not riding one of those. Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler. It I, uh, popped up on the... Uh, I've been on a Fincher kick for a while, and okay. then that, of course, merges into a Tarantino discussion, and uh, that the Pulp Fiction thing kicked up of, like, you Beatles are a stone guy. You Got know. it. Uh, Pulp Fiction was a really popular movie, Michael, from 91, I want to say. John Travolta, Bruce Willis, and Uma Thurman vehicle. Yeah. um, I think you've done that bit for exactly, for specifically Pulp Fiction. I think you have. Because I have seen that. (laughs) Go back. Clip it now. Put it into the episode. Picture it didn't happen. If you you want to listen to all the episodes and tell me when and where, I'll do it. Again, I don't let myself be cucked like that. I was going to say, John hasn't listened to any of the episodes. I'm fairly certain he wasn't aware he was on this podcast until 20 minutes ago. I take the Ben Kissel approach, uh, and I listen to them as they air, because we record them so far out. So I'll listen to them on the Monday. I mean, I haven't caught this week's episode yet, which is... Two weeks from now, three weeks from now, uh-huh. we're, this is coming. No, out? this one's going to be this upcoming Next week. week. We oh. are right on the verge here. Oh, okay, yeah. So I haven't listened to this week's episode yet, but I like just to be the audience reaction. Oh, you know, I'm I'm meta. You are the everyman in every sense of the word. I like to see if I agree with myself a week or three weeks later, and usually I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I never agree with you. So, well, that it is <laughs> on done. on the topic of change. <laughs> <laughs> Change, change, change. <laughs> ah, change of drools. The Bell Witch, or The Bell Witch Haunting, is a legend from southern United States folklore centered around the 19th century Bell family of northwest Robertson County, Tennessee. And we all know the good things that come out of the great state of Tennessee. There's some crazy spooky Tennessee. shit from Tennessee, though. Yeah, they volunteer. A lot. Oh? Yeah, yeah. Oh? Stop trying to look at my notes, you cheater. As an aside, do you see where I put my water? Um, I'm fairly certain you should remember because the water remembers. Uh, yeah, you've had water before. I think I'm before. still pouring it in my Isn't sink. that your alcohol next to you? Yes, but my water is... Probably... You're not cutting this. This no, is I'm staying not. in the episode. We're going to talk Good. shit while you're So about the 20 minutes Trash. later... Okay, yeah. So the, this fucker wants me to taffy pull. I was just getting into the Bell Witch of Tennessee. I don't think he's interested in your topic one bit. I don't think I'm interested in him. Me either. Uh, so, We're just going to carry on without him. So, yeah, so welcome to the new Disinformed Podcast. My name is Michael John. <laughs> and my name is Shane-icle? Shane Cl- <laughs> It's like testicle, but you know. Oh man, what do we do without him? Do you just keep recording? Yeah. Can I you mean, put in some music? Oh good, now we have a dog joining the party. 
And Michael's back. I, uh, I flooded the sink. I like that you have broken into, like, heat miser music over here. So what did I miss? If he's doing that, I'd say probably nothing. Well, when you left, the IQ of the room jumped about like 80%, so I was really impressed for a second. This, uh... I like turtles. Did he actually... Uh... I like turtles. <laughs> you took it in broad daylight. I was about to say, and you like, you guys pay for this, but you don't. Yeah, this is free for nothing, so congratulations. You're welcome. Ooh. All right, are you ready to reconvene? Captain, yes. can you see where your fucking pretend, water is? Gonna... Oh! Where did that get come from? Shit. No, yeah, you you're not clapping this out. This <laughs> is staying in. You got the clap. You might want to have it a itches. chat with Chestiny. And, uh... Educate me, please. And <laughs> lie to me softly. Oh, that is our new hashtag, by the way. For those who lie are to loving... Me softly? No, no, no. For those who appreciate the Instagram, all seven of you... For every single time that I post, uh, I now hashtag us as live, love, lie. I like it. Yeah, because fuck you. (laughs) Fuck me yourself, you coward. I plan to. Do it. Bet. We're going to get there. Bet. (laughs) Cold hands. Uh, So, John Bell Sr., I'll remind you, this takes place in Robertson County, Tennessee. Year? Tennessee. Uh, 19th century, uh, so around 1817 to 1821 will be when we get there. John Bell Sr., who made his living as a farmer. John Bell, the farmer. He resided with his family along the Red River in an area currently near the town of Adams, Tennessee. The Bell Witch story is infamous and purported to be the only haunting investigated by a state government. According to legend, from 1817 to 1821, the Bell family and the local area came under attack by a spectral entity that was able to speak, affect the the physical environment, and shapeshift. Cool. Lots of fun. Super hot. Yes, I'm prepared for it. Some accounts record the spirit to have also been clairvoyant and capable of crossing great distances with superhuman speed and or of being in more than one place at a time. Mm, Check out. Me. I'm yeah. going to say I'm going to say bullshit for one of those. Not a one. Yeah, you got to uh, call it. Too. There's absolutely nothing Listen, in that I entire know that we're thing. We're very that I lazy with the premise of our show, but you have to say exactly what you think is bullshit. Can't just say one of I the two things. I thought you were going to say something it. like Come on, Mr. College, cite it. Cite your source. Cite the bullshit. <laughs> uh, okay, then I guess if I have to, even if I know it's already wrong, um, the run pretty much cover great distances very quickly. Yeah. I thought you were referencing like Superman or something like that. And I was referring I, to the um, newer breed of orcs. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you don't have to yell um, about it, Michael. You can just... Huh? I mean, you don't have to get hot about it. I'm right here. Also, uh... Huh? Because I'm just as intelligent as I sound, I thought we were talking about Blair Witch for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because I said the Bell yeah, Witch project at yeah, the beginning? Yeah, oh, yeah, Bell Witch, Blair Witch, so... <laughs> Can we... I'll be real with you for a second. So when the Blair Witch project was released, I was probably a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> no I, was, I was definitely... <laughs> I, I was definitely... I was definitely years old, so I mean, it's fun. <laughs> I was definitely born. <laughs> 
you just haven't mentally developed since then. <laughs> yeah, uh, still haven't. So uh, they released a documentary on the Sci-Fi Channel to sort of like precede the release of the film and to give you the backstory. I was completely encapsulated by this documentary. It's on the Blu-ray for the Blair Witch Projects. If you watch it, so it's like really interesting. Scenes. It's a lot of fun, but they make up this entire backstory for the Blair Witch and sort of talk about all of the hauntings in the area and everything. Very similar to what we're talking about now, but I completely believe the Blair Witch Project was an actual found footage film. I was completely bilked by it. Totally We've already talked head. about paranormal activity on here. So right? have, we? have we, I don't believe we have. Oh, okay. Well, the connective tissue I have to you then is that Blair Witch for you was paranormal activity for me. Okay. Because there was a website uh, when it was coming out. Um, I got an advanced screening ticket for it. Yeah, I know. I hit the mic again. Yeah. John's first two guys hitting the microphone. Uh, I got an advanced screening for it and going in all the marketing and everything was very much, this is a documentary about this couple getting all the stuff. So by the time that movie ended, I was like, I don't feel okay. Well, which and ending nothing... did you see? Uh, it was like the three. one where she threw him at the camera. Yeah. It wasn't okay. the original ending where she gets killed by the cops. Right? Yeah, the original That's... ending is they both get shot by the cops. Oh. It's on it's on the Blu-ray. There's an okay. alt an alt or the right. true ending, which is the original that they showed at like all the film fests or whatever. You know where we did talk about it? Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Oh yeah, that was on your episode. That yeah, maybe I don't know. It sounds it's a it's a really common story that I tell people because mm. it we talked about it. I got bullshitted really like by by media. We were doing the uh, the white powder patty cake brigade from Sinister. That was where oh we were referenced God, yeah. it. So that was the title of the episode. So yeah, this we're talking about a podcast that no longer <laughs> exists on any platforms. You can't find it. You can't hear it. So it's it's. Man, it's new like to us because we've never talked about if it. If I was Michael, I would say it's lost in the annals of history. Yes, yes. Annals? Excuse me. Annals? Annals? Okay, we're going to annul it. Both Good. Ends. So in any event, in 1894, newspaper editor Martin... Martin? Martin! 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 Martin Van Buren Ingram published the authenticated history of the Bell Witch. Authenticated by whom? I don't fucking know. Cause it's... The Bell Witch. Like, it's, it's autographed by yes. the Bell Witch. Yes, Run for the border. The book is widely regarded as the first full-length record of the legend and a primary source for subsequent treatments. The individuals recorded in the work were known historical personalities. Oh. You could say that in most any work that I'm is a non-fiction. personality. Yeah. But are you known? Without question. Hmm. In no. modern times, <laughs> some skeptics have regarded Ingram's efforts as a f- work of historical fiction or fraud. Other researchers consider Ingram's work a nascent folklore study and an accurate reflection of the belief in the, re- in the region during the 19th century. Sounds like they were trying to rationalize it. I, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. So they just took it... Just essentially saying it's just part of local it's folk correct. lore. And that and he was just cultivating all the folklore. Yes. So it's a, a compilation of the believed facts of the time. But uh, when everybody has just driven themselves into a crazed uproar, then that's mass hysteria. That's not fact. Mm. So while not a fundamental element of the original recorded legend, the Bell Witch Cave in the 20th century became a source of continuing interest, belief, and generation of lore. 
widely recognized as the most famous haunting this country has ever seen, the Bell Witch has been the subject of various articles, books, and a major motion picture. Two questions. Fire away. Well, one one question, really. What fucking movie? Uh, I believe Witch. it is um, an American haunting, I think is... Oh, the... really? Mm-hmm. And also... How many times have you guys seen something claimed to be the the most famous, the most famous haunting mm-hmm. in X? Blah, da, 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 yeah, because I thought the the what was it the Queen Amityville Mary was oh that uh, Amityville Queen Mary. Queen Mary. This is um, I lifted that exact quote from a Ghost Adventures episode, and according to Ghost Adventures, everything, everything is, is the, the most, most famous haunted. haunting in America. Have you guys so. seen? Sorry, this is going to tangent off and do it. Like, have you seen this horror movie? Because that's all I can think about. That's what we're there for. Right? Um, have you guys seen Grave Encounters? Yes, I saw speaking like of, twenty minutes of it. I think. Speaking of uh, Ghost Hunters, because that's essentially what that movie is: is a faux found footage it's a mockumentary of them basically. like we found we found the the last episode of this uh ghost hunter show where they go to this asylum but it's the whole time like before this episode they stage all the hauntings and they kind of like show all the you know hollywood magic behind the tv show hmm. but this is when it actually happens and it fucks them up uh yeah that's what that reminds me of yeah it's it pretty accurate i actually like that movie you should you should just give it a I fast-forwarded through a lot of it. I will you, watch it again. Okay. And then, it has to be 10 years old now, I'll let you know if it's worth going back. Okay. Because we can also, really, if we want to torture ourselves, start doing, like, watch-alongs with some of these things. Yeah. And we yeah, can comment on how horrible they are when we start trying to make sure that, you know, the seven people that we have listening to us Well, they right have to be entertained. Yeah. I mean, they're on their way to work, or they're done beating their wife. I mean, Or they're yeah. still beating their wife. Yeah, I mean... Don't waste the suffering. You have to have... <laughs> so our lanes apparently expand, like, exponentially. So we've got, like, a freeway right now over the number of lanes we occupy. So here is the synopsized legend. In the book, An Authenticated History of the Bell Witch, Martin Van Buren Ingram published that the poltergeist's name was Kate, after the entity claimed Aww. at one point to be Old Kate Bat's Witch. And continued to respond favorably <laughs> to the name. With a K or Old oh, Kate's Batswitch. I'm old Kate's Batswitch. I loved her in Underworld. I agree. <laughs> the leather and the boots and the dancing. Oh my god. You're never done. You're never done. <laughs> the physical activity of the entity centered around the Bell's youngest daughter, Betsy, and her father. Oddly, Kate expressed particular displeasure when at one point Betsy became engaged to a local named Joshua Gardner. So Kate's Batswitch got engaged to a local? Uh, No, Kate's Batswitch (laughs) is upset that Betsy Bell got engaged to Joshua Gardner. I was like, how did she know? (laughs) I'm just going to put this on record. Anyone who gets engaged to a Joshua is an asshole. I mean, it's just, you know, you should know better. My brother's name is Joshua. Yeah, you should know better. Yeah. Yeah. You get engaged to a Every- Joshua, you're an ass. Yeah, everyone named Joshua is a piece of shit. I've never met a nice Joshua in my life. Not once. My brother's pretty nice. I've never met him. Well, then you can't know if he's an asshole or not. If I'm judging by you, I have to assume. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Josh, he's right. He might, I mean, he really might be better by comparison, just in contrast to, you know, he's not John. <laughs> well, I mean, I had to learn it from somewhere, it. you know, so... 
You alright? I learned it from watching you. Yeah. The haunting purportedly began sometime in 1817 when John Bell witnessed the apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog with a rabbit's head. I'd fuck it. I was like, the the Pat Oswalt joke is the first thing that always brings out. I was like, last night I saw a rabbit with a woman's face. (laughs) So Bell fired at the animal, but it disappeared, which means John Bell's a shitty shot. Yeah, yeah, you fucking stormtrooper. (laughs) Speaking of which, yeah, I was going to say, in the last Star Wars film, they shot everybody. Like, stormtroopers dropped every single time they fired a bolt in that movie. They never missed anybody. Yeah. Stormtroopers shot 27 times, hit once, but every stormtrooper died. So. Sounds about right. Slight little thing off of that. Here we go. So in the, in the new Jedi Fallen Order game, on some of the side dialogue from stormtroopers, they try to kind of add why they have terrible aim. And it's from malnutrition and overwork. Huh. Because they're, they're like you know. two stormtroopers are randomly talking. It's like, it's like, oh, did you get a good portion of food? Like, we never get good portions. And also, I haven't slept in forever. And, or like, whatever yeah. the fuck it actually is. Yeah. But I thought that was really fun. So maybe the ones in uh, the, the last Star Wars movie uh, were well-fed and well-rested. Mm-hmm. And that's have why they you, could... Yeah. Have you ever tried to shoot with a helmet on? I mean, um, there's not a good targeting system. In when I masturbate, I usually don't wear a helmet. Okay. That's dangerous. <laughs> You wear that sneeze guard they have over the salad bar, right? Uh, so you at least keep it out of your monkey eyes. monkey with the morphine drip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, John's son Drew Bell approached an unknown bird. What the fuck is an unknown bird? I love Wikipedia. Thank you so much. Well, you see, because they were part of an aviary, so they knew uh, all the names of the birds, yes. uh, except for this bird. I didn't recognize that bird. It weren't Steven. It weren't Who's a Fats. Who's that bird up on that perch? Who's that bird? So he approached an unknown bird that flew off and was of extraordinary size. I've never heard that sentence. Yeah. I don't think any of us have, to be told. Let's be honest. So then John's daughter, Betsy, claimed to have observed a girl in a green dress Swinging from the limb of an oak tree. Cool. Now, I'm going to point out, I had to go through and change a lot of nonsense from Wikipedia to make this even remotely interesting to read, and that survived. So if you think about how horribly vague that sentence is, that's one of the better ones. So... You're welcome for that, but yeah. What was she? How was she swinging? She could have been on a fucking tire swing. So was she hung by the neck and dead? Like... No, I, oh, I'm yeah, you didn't like get it together till right now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, it's very she's ambiguous. just swinging from the limb of a tree. It's like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so then Dean, a slave of the Bell family, and this <gasps> yes. is another indictment of the Bells here, reported being followed by a large black dog on evenings when he visited his wife. Activity then shifted to the Bell household, with knocking heard along the door and walls of the home. The family heard sounds of gnawing on the beds. Maybe that's just because Mrs. Bell liked to get mm. down. Mm. Knocks on the walls, invisible dogs fighting, and chains dragged along the floor. Okay, on some real levels though, mm-hmm. one of have I told you one of my top five like fears, like irrational fears, like you're in a horror movie fears, mm-hmm. is when you know like. Like, my partner just just left for the day. I'm getting into the shower, but I get out of the shower and you have that feeling, you know, that there's someone there. So you yell out hello or, like, 
Hey, is anyone there? It might be me. My biggest fear is getting an answer back. Hi, John. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Tucky. Still, still to this day. Anytime I do it, I'm like, why? Don't even ask the question. You know no one's here, and if someone does respond, you're going to shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It always makes me think of, like, the Ghostbusters scene where they're, uh, Ghostbusters 2, where they're underground, and they're in the train tunnel, Yeah, and they all yell their names out, and then Winston does it, and he gets no echo, and then, (laughs) like, ten seconds pass, and it's like, Winston! (laughs) Yeah! Yes. Yeah. You might get there, John. Oh, God. Look forward to it. So... About this time, John Bell began experiencing paralysis in his mouth. That's your one to do. And I mean, Michael understands this, because he's similarly experiencing mouth paralysis as we speak. Uh... The phenomena grew in intensity as sheets were pulled from the children's bed while they slept. Now, Grant, this is the 1800s, so this is the most terrifying fucking thing I can think of for, you know, back then when you actually could die of typhus. Or have just random people wander in out of the woods and strangle you to death in your sleep. Or random stranger birds. I didn't know that bird. I ain't seen that robin. Later, the entity pulled hair and scratched the children with particular emphasis on Betsy Bell. Uh, You're a bitch. Who was reportedly slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins. So the witch is Albert Fish, apparently. Uh, (laughs) He carries through. So, the Bells turned to a family friend, James Johnston, for help. After retiring for an evening in the Bell home, Johnston was awakened that night by phenomena similar to what the family had reported experiencing. The following morning, he told John Bell he believed it to be a spirit, just like in the Bible. (laughs) What kind of spirit in the Bible, Jack Johnson? It happened to be whiskey. Was I he, had about two fingers. Was he sitting, waiting, wishing on superstitions? I was, I was shitting and getting. I'll tell you right. So, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you quit. I was, uh, I was struck with the dumbass back there because I had two, two fists of Tennessee whiskey in me. And I started hearing my dead grandmother tell me you. she was disappointed in the way I get erect. Quit. Word of the haunting soon spread, like legs in Tennessee with individuals apparently traveling great distances to encounter the witch. Now, following Johnston's visit, both birds and woodland rodents, rabbits and rats, began to inexplicably be drawn to the house and would amass in large numbers around the home. They could be frightened away by the home's occupants, but would return almost immediately. The apparition next began to speak aloud. When asked, Who are you and what do you want? A voice answered feebly, Anal sex. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that one. That's not a lie. So the voice answered feebly, I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but have been disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? It says, I I was once very happy, but have been disturbed. Just uh, for people playing the home team, how many lies have we missed already? Um, one. Okay. (laughs) So that tells you how fucked up this is figured that was a better way of asking yes yeah i bet it's one of the haunting things like the sheet pulled over or the stranger bird or something like that well you'll find out later on what's the yep. sequel to stranger things is stranger birds what's stranger the sequel to disturbed Jesus Christ. Ka. what was Ka. that Ka is a wheel Ka. <laughs> Ka. 
<laughs> the spirit offered diverse explanations of why it had appeared, tying its origin to the disturbance of a Native American burial mound located on the property. Well, you Drew see, Bell. And Tom is no, flat no, circle. No, 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 so no. I was sucking this dick, but then he came and he shot me all the way over into the 19th century. But I was in the 21st doing blow with Johnny Sheffield. So this is apparently someone who was stuck on, uh, you know, the in the Philadelphia experiment. Yep. Just trying to tell me the yep. USS Eldridge, and then Shut. managed to make it back to Tennessee in the 1800s. Shut okay, the heart. I know I'm, I'm like using this, but I have to call bullshit on the Na- Native American Indian burial nope. ground. That one too, because isn't Amityville That's Horror such also? A- well, it's no. such a crutch. Well, but here's the uh, it thing. Is, it is. This, uh, so in point of fact, is what they actually believe happened. So Drew Bell, known as Drury Bale, Drury Bale, Drury Bale is reported to have found a human skull in the Bell Witch Cave and then brought it back to the house. And that transported the spirit. This is what many people claim has actually happened. So... With the emergence of full conversations, the spirit is reported to have repeated word for word two separate sermons given 13 miles apart at the exact same time. What? So there were two sermons being given. At a church. Yes, at churches. And the witch reported both of the contents at the same time to folks in the Bell's home. Now, how is this substantiated? So right. someone from each of the churches came back and said, Oh, did you know that Reverend Huxalux... Son of a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my watch when I was giving the sermon. Oh, me too. So, so he was talking about the way that God's love burns in your butt. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. Well, th- then Reverend uh, Johnson, he told me that Christ's love blooms like a rose in the morning dew. Well, that crazy witch that comes back to our house, Kate Batswitch, she told us both of them things within five minutes of each other. And she also said that a blowjob isn't with your mouth, it's with your heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I love how baffling this is. The entity was well acquainted with biblical texts and appeared to enjoy religious arguments. As another amusement, (laughs) the witch shared gossip about activities in other households. Oh, I heard that Martha Johnston likes to take it in her nostril. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what. You You ain't seen what they do with those pigs. Another amusement. Oh. She also then would leave times for brief moments and then visit the homes to spy on people after being asked a question. That's what just sounds really bored. You know what I mean? Just yeah. not more of a like an angsty spirit, but more yeah. just like she just wants to be one of the gals. Uh-huh. You know, she just really wants to settle down, hunker hunker in and just spread some goss. This does exist in the time before hair salons. So True. You couldn't just sit around. So maybe Bat Switch was a vehicle. Yeah. You know, just like a way to be like, yeah, so a friend of mine, but instead it's like, I got hunted by Bat Switch last night, and she said that Cynthia has the stankiest puss that she has ever smelled. <laughs> and she would know. And She's Cynthia's dead. like, you know what? I do need a douche. <laughs> I'm going down to the river to pray. <laughs> so, John Johnston, son of James. Devised a test for the witch. <laughs> Was it an organized test? C's get degrees? <laughs> he clamped two giant metal prongs onto her nipples and then ran electrical current into her to see if she would actually animate. 
So, a, a phrase which no one outside of his direct family would know. That is a test, apparently. He asked the entity what his Dutch step-grandmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves if she thought they did something wrong. Can't really say that. <laughs> the witch replied with his grandmother's accent, Hut tut, what has happened now? Hut tut. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you can say that. I just did. In another account, an Englishman stopped to visit the bells and offered to investigate. An Englishman. While the gentleman remarked about his family overseas, the witch suddenly began to brilliantly mimic his English parents. Later, on the following morning, the witch woke him, employing the voices of his parents, expressing worry that they had heard his voice as well. So she's supposed to be disembodied, or is she supposed to have, like, a spectral, spirity apparition kind of... They never describe seeing her physically in the home. It's so always just like a disembodied voice. voice. Right. So... Um, you don't hear any of like the Marfa lights or Will of the Wisp or like floating gases anywhere. Right. It's like it's just they hear voices and things banging on the house and weird animals. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, so check so. Uh, the Englishman immediately vacated the premises. Later, indicating in a letter to the Bell family that the entity had visited his family in England and apologized for his oh, skepticism. Well, that's good. He was English, so I mean. Yeah. Mm, Manners maketh the man. Mm, so, yeah. at times, the spirit displayed a form of kindness, especially toward Lucy, John Bell's wife, the most perfect woman to walk the earth. And how? Lucy didn't have that stank pose. <laughs> the she witch, was clean. The witch would present Lucy with fresh fruit and sing hymns to her and showed That's John nice. Bell Jr. a measure of respect. And then Lucy said... Basswitch, I don't think I can invite you to my pool party because I think you might be a lesbian. <laughs> I just want to see you bathe. <laughs> I've done that already. It's fucking moaning Myrtle just hanging out in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> moaning Batswitch, you are a delight. <laughs> you are a wonder. So the witch would refer to John Bell Sr., however, as Old Jack, or dumb fuck, often claiming she intended to kill him. So his wife is the most perfect woman on earth. That fucker. He's a piece of shit. Again, this just this checks out. She wants Lucy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've decided this is the first known spirit to be prepossessed of the desire for the women. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she signaled the intention to kill him through curses, threats, and besetting him with illness. And also just looking at him real mean. <laughs> Squint eye. Gave him the, yeah, the crazy eye. eye. Give him that Fievel goes west uh, lazy eye. <laughs> In 1817, Bell contracted a mysterious affliction that worsened over the next three years, ultimately leading to his death. It wasn't mysterious. It was him cheating on his wife. <laughs> and he got AIDS. Apparently. <laughs> According to the story... The Bell Witch took pleasure in tormenting him during his infirmity, eventually poisoning him one note December morning as he lay unconscious after suffering a number of violent seizures. <laughs> She's over his head, just floating, just like tapping him on the forehead, be like, piece of shit. <laughs> I envision it like, you know, the, the grudge, where it's just, you know, the, the hairs dangling down in his face and, you know, doing that torment. I think John actually managed to kill his microphone. Finally. Keep talking. I'll be back. 
Jesus. Uh, and... Nope, you're dead. Okay. And we're back. Hold yeah. on. Surprising. Crazy. Well, Magically you fixed. you through yeah. us. Yes. I'm going to restart the audio engine and probably break everything. <laughs> we you should know what? keep all of this. Pause. This yeah. is the secondary. Okay. <laughs> we're like a commentary track on our own podcast. <laughs> hey, no, we're back. I don't think that's happening. We're back for real. <laughs> we are full on back. I'm we've full. we've managed to you know slap John at least seventeen times to try to reset him. I still can't feel. <laughs> uh, apparently, you've smoked one of Michael's dad's joints, and that's why you're you My know beset it. Uh, so, all right, we got to tickle hairs and John Bell being poisoned to death. The uh, the Bell Witch took pleasure in tormenting him, and after she poisoned him. The entity interrupted mourners at his funeral singing drinking songs. Today we lay him down to rest. Yo ho ho. <laughs> so. I'm sorry that I <laughs> sang a pirate song. Yeah, well. I don't know what those fucks in the 1800s sang. Hey, we don't, know if, we don't know if Batswitch was a pirate or not. True. She could have been she the could... great lesbian pirate. Yeah. The first lesbian ghost pirate <laughs> lesbian ghost pirate i saw them last week at crescent it was marvelous yeah, yeah a black cat of immense size was reported to frequent the graveside of john bell following his internment the cat was purportedly shot at by the caretaker at one point fell to the ground then immediately sprang back up and ran away tight which also means that on top of John Bell being a shit shot, the gentleman who was caretaker of this you know, graveyard also shit shot. In 1821, as a result of the witch's entreatment, Betsy Bell called off her engagement to local man Joshua Gardner. Thank God. Whew. Subsequently, the entity told the family it was going to leave, but return in seven years in 1828. Not in 1828. Any year but 1828. <laughs> the witch returned on time to Lucy and her sons Richard and Joel with similar activities as before, but they chose not to acknowledge it. Subsequently, the witch appeared to leave again. <laughs> so if you just ignore Batswitch, she gets a, you know, she needs her, you know, pussy powdered and just takes off. She d- takes the dust. Takes Almost the like maybe they were all just mentally ill and they were ignoring their illness. <laughs> so John Bell has been beating and like sexually molesting everyone in the house and suddenly he dies and everyone's fine again. We ain't hearing their voices. <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> there ain't been no strange birds in our home for at least 27 years. And Lucy, your pussy, it smells so good. <laughs> John stopped shoving leaves in it. <laughs> Several fresh. accounts indicate that during his military career, Andrew Jackson was intrigued with the Bell Witch story and chose to investigate the Bell family farm. Wasn't Andrew Jackson a monster? Um, He had a jihad. <sighs> okay. Uh. <laughs> Wait. There's oh, a, the there's local a band, band called yeah. Andrew Jackson. Jihad Weren't they local? Here. One? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was not me just making random stuff up. No, no, that was not uh, okay. ghoulish uh, topical humor. Yes. So subsequently, Jackson's men were frightened away after traveling to investigate. Now there are more details to the Andrew Jackson thing previous at the at, you know a later point in this conversation, depending upon how deep we want to dive here. Uh, In an independent oral tradition recorded in the vicinity of Panola County, Mississippi, 
The witch was the ghost of an unpleasant overseer John Bell murdered in North Carolina. In this tradition, the spirit falls in love with the central character, Mary, leading her to death. This account is reminiscent of vampire lore. The supernatural powers attributed to the Tennessee spirit have also been compared to that of jinn in mythology. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is a perfect way to encapsulate this. In the manuscript attributed to Richard Williams Bell, he wrote that the spirit remained a mystery. Whether it was witchery, such as afflicted people in the past centuries and the darker ages, whether some gifted fiend of hellish nature, practicing sorcery for selfish enjoyment, or some more modern science akin to that of mesmerism, or some hobgoblin native to the wilds of the country, or a disembodied soul shut out from heaven, or an evil spirit like those Paul drove out of the man into the swine, setting them mad, or a demon let loose from hell, or some guy that got bumped off third shift at Taco Bell and was real upset. (laughs) The whole thing was bullshit, right? That whole manuscript? No. Why? This is real. You say, I'm a, no, after all of this, he's like, I'm unable to decide if it's any of those 47 fucking things I just listed. <laughs> or whether it was gas that I had from a bad meal. He sounds like a really bad boyfriend trying to, like, justify his actions the prior night when he blacked out to his girlfriend. And made out with it's his like, cousin, Clem. Yeah. It's like, listen, was it because I have a problem with booze? Maybe. Was it because I have no impulse control? Maybe. Was it is because, it because I, I don't sm- respect you as a human being? Maybe. <laughs> is it because I smoked one of Michael's dad's joints? Maybe. It's like, I can't decide which one of those things it could be. You tell me. <laughs> God almighty. It goes on. Nor has anyone yet divined its nature or cause for appearing. And I trust this description of the monster in all forms and shapes and of many tongues will lead experts who may come with a wiser generation (laughs) to correct conclusion and satisfactory explanation. So let the generation that can't prove anything just arbitrarily decide what's real? Pretty much. (laughs) Now, furthermore, they're claiming there's a whole bunch of ridiculous shit with Martin Van Buren Ingram, who published the book, The uh, Authenticated History of the Famous Bell Witch, they claimed that the witch assaulted, like, the workers at the printing press where they were publishing the manual and they fled the building because she was screaming at them and raising all sorts of hell, telling them they pussy stank and, you know, all sorts <laughs> of horrible things. Maybe so, she was the world's first spiritual gynecologist. Maybe she was a ghost with Tourette's. I mean, that's fair. We shouldn't make fun of that. Yeah, yeah. no. She that's can't control thing. that. Pre or post grave. I mean, yeah. that's. She could just be running around, you know, saying Smucker's Jam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, long story short, too bloody late. That encapsulates what I had for most of the first half here. So, to give us a brief reprieve, I am going to touch on our sponsor this week. And touching is very important because this week we are sponsored by fourstims.com. Four, like F O U R. F O R. Okay. Four stims. S T I M S dot com. Mm. I see you checking over there, John, so that you can follow on the research. <laughs> it's true that sexual performance issues are more common than you might think. 
medical professionals who are desperately seeking new way to pay for their mistress's collagen injections say that 25% of all new ED cases involve men under the age of 40. That's erectile dysfunction for the lay people here. Oh, I thought Uh, thought that was uh, early dismissal. No, that's not a pun either. (laughs) It's, this is an advertisement. We can't take the time to be clever. So if you have, if you, so, if you've desensitized yourself with so much aberrant pornography and unfair expectations of sexual relations that you can't get it up for anything less than three underage implant-laden stick figures manually stimulating farm animals, we have got the solution for you. Forstims.com connects you with real doctors with fake scruples and medical-grade solutions for a psychosomatic issue stemming from an overstimulated population. If you're worried about hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness, then you're obviously suffering from a severe lack of personality. Disinformed listeners can get free shipping on all future orders with the code IDIOT at fourstims.com. Visit our site. We won't judge you. We just exploit your insecurities for our gross financial gain. That's fourstims.com. Offer code IDIOT at checkout. You can't do it alone. Or you did for too long, and that's the problem. I am not lying at all when I say that I was working behind the bar last night Mm -hmm. and I had a regular of mine and then he had brought in a friend, a first timer and he's sitting next to him and this guy was a fuck. Um, And he's trying, so the guy, my regular, he's married. He has a kid on the way. He's a really quiet guy. The friend that he brought in, I don't know how they're friends because he was just not like ribbing him the entire time, but literally just being like, why do I even fucking ask you questions? And passively, I was like, I don't want to get involved, but like, I actually like this guy. Like, I, I want to call you a fuck to your face right mm. now. Um, and at some point, cause it was like, he was trying to get advice on a, a text that he was sending to like some prospective date. And and my regular was just like, I, I don't know, like, yeah, sure. And he goes, that's not a fucking whatever. I heard this guy at one point under his breath go, you just don't understand what it's like to be single. <laughs> um, and my regular was like, yeah, I do. I've been single before. And he goes, yeah, but you aren't now. And he's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I've never been single. Like, I understand. And the guy still is like slightly under his breath. He's like, it's just, it gets, it gets real lonely. <laughs> and this uh, guy you should was have given him, you know, some of those free products we got from. Yeah. Four so Stims. anyway, if you hear this, you absolute piece of fuck. Woohoo! <laughs> Go to fourstims.com Order yourself an anal stimulant Let's and just get over and, it. Uh, and correct that to fuck. Woohoo! you piece of fuck trash or that so are you guys ready for the Andrew Jackson nonsense here or have I completely worn you to death hit me with that AJJ Okay. Mm -hmm. the account of General Andrew Jackson's visit is confined to chapter 11 of Ingram's book the chapter is a letter from Thomas L. Yancey an attorney in Clarksville, dated January 1894. Yancey explained that his grandfather, Whitmull Fort, must say that again, Whitmull Fort, I think it's pronounced... (laughs) (laughs) 
Greta Von Cleef, uh, was a witness to phenomena at the Bell Homestead, and Fort had related the story of Jackson's visit, which was undated in the letter. Yancey described his grandfather's account as quite amusing to me. The Bell household was strained of resources from visitors, and Jackson brought a wagon load of supplies with his men. A wagon load, by the way, is what John gave his wife two days ago. Face, neck, and chest. Yes. Just swing it in front of her face. Uh, Nearing the Bell homestead, the wagon stopped and appeared fastened to its position, despite considerable effort by Jackson's men to free it. Jackson exclaimed, By the eternal, boys! It is the witch! <laughs> by the way, by the eternal is apparently Andrew Jackson's fucking catchphrase. Because he says it, it every five seconds. I need that. By the eternal. Merlin's pants. <laughs> A metallic voice was heard in the vegetation. <laughs> Did you say an eternal voice was heard in the vegetation? No, a metallic oh, voice was heard in the vegetation. I just saw it by the, the eternal stuck up. At which point I'm like, so it was Corey Taylor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. Ooh. So it was hand banana. Maybe she's Polly by. Who knows? <laughs> hey, Andrew Jackson was a very They're fetching all man. Every They're time all I spend a 20, Everyone's I'm good. like, mmm, look yeah. at your quaff. Again, I'm pretty sure he was a monster. You keep talking. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna Google. Okay, was Andrew that. Jackson a monster? I think you might be thinking a different uh, Andrew Jackson, the Terrell Tears dude from like. Uh, Are you trying to come up with some bullshit deep. on the fly again? No. Sad panda. No, the he was in the War of eighteen twelve. He was the a major general in there. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, and the first thing that comes up on Vox. Uh, is a response from Vox, and the headline is Andrew Jackson was a slave th- or a slaver, ethnic cleanser, and tyrant. Yeah. I mean, he did have uh, a lot of carnal knowledge of his slaves, is the the old wives' tale, uh, pun intended. Uh, that yeah, he would you know go about dipping the wick, as they say. Well, speaking so, of Wiccan witches and bat switches, the, um, I ordered a bat switch with no cheese. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm not. Uh, what did this monster have happen to him? But this isn't him. Yes, this is General Andrew Jackson, later to be the president of this country. So a monster. But yeah, that was in the early 1800s. This is we? this is we're in the early 1800s. My brain. I okay. All right. Continue. Uh, so continue. moving the on. The Bell Witch was a vehicle driven by. <laughs> <laughs> the Bell Witch was in a cart uh, with a metal voice. She was in Disturbed. We've just figured this out. She was the lead singer of Disturbed. She said she was. Well, she said she used to be okay, and then she got disturbed, and then she uses a metallic voice from that point forward. So she's over in the bushes. (laughs) So she's the vocalist. I can never remember the name. Get up, get on, get down with the Bell Witch. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right. So then, once she said, "Hey, Andrew Jackson, fucker, I'll see you tonight." The horses started moving again. Cool. Cool story. Uh, Instead of camping out, the party stayed in the Bell home. Among the Jackson party was a witch lair. I'm not kidding. This is the fucking term. A witch lair. uh, Who boasted of his supernatural exploits. So apparently he founded 4 Uh, Tiring of this bravado, Jackson whispered, 
By the Eternals, I do wish this thing would come. I want to see him run. The entity arrived and taunted the witch layer to shoot her. The man's gun would not fire. So he didn't take the four stems. No, he didn't. The witch then countered, I'll teach you a lesson, and appeared to beat the man and lead him out of the door by his nose. Jackson exclaimed, By the eternal, boys! I never saw so much fun in my life! This beats fighting the British! The witch told Jackson she would uncover another rascal the next night. That morning, Jackson's men chose to leave. Uh, and uh, as they were apprehensive as to who would be next. Apparently, there's a bunch of people who, of course, claim that this is absolute bullshit, and Jackson never served in that region. He was never yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, he was in New so, Orleans. Yes. New Orleans. So, I like how you're latching onto that so that you uh, can have something <laughs> kind of like branch off of because you didn't know who we were yeah, fucking talking about. Well, okay, because I was the better the part of an hour, Michael. War of 1812, but the hauntings happened after that. Maybe he was haunted by the battles. <laughs> what? I don't know, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we can try to disambiguate here whether there are more Andrew Jacksons, and, you know, if there were all generals and all presidents of the country, but I, I well, don't know. It's my understanding that you can only own one name. There's only one ever? So yeah. John John Adams uh, is having a real rough time. Yeah, there's, That's why there's you have only to throw ever Quincy one. in there. That's why I say first of your name, only of your name ever. All right, Daenerys, let's let's bring it back. So. Um, that's all I'm willing to subject you guys to. There's a bunch of nonsense about how the Bell Witch Cave is also haunted. And those stories are as riveting as paranormal investigators went in to spend the night. They heard from back in the cave some growling noises. And then they were scared. And they tried to run out. And as they got to, the, all she wrote. They got to the mouth of the cave, they heard a plane fly overhead. And they're like, oh, well, that must have been what we heard. It was just the sound of the plane. And then a high-pitched scream emits from the cave behind them. And they run out fleeing of the night and don't spend the night there so what did we uh what did we miss how many lies did you have in there 17 <laughs> no i mean I, I would believe that <laughs> what all right bullshit because when i checked in we had missed one yes we didn't really do a good job of trying to call bullshit on this one because i was just having too much fun thinking about a lesbian pirate ghost who's also a gynecologist so a gynecologist okay. lesbian pirate ghost good old bat switch uh <laughs> so here are the lies um, the birds and woodland rodents, like rabbits and rats gathering around the house in mass numbers and, you know, being driven off, but then coming right back. A la Snow White. Uh, yeah, I, that is, that is a lie. <clears throat> okay. What? Yeah. Sorry, all, I kept No, it's okay, I'm paying attention, ding, Shane is fine. And I'm looking at him fingering his, his shock mount, and all I hear is that. What, this? <laughs> so we're gonna duct tape you to your chair so you quit fucking with things over there good lord john i'm gonna get you the fidget cube man this is coming from oh, someone I'll with ADHD. fidget the cube right in front of the like, mic yeah yeah god woo-hoo. damn man oh i'm just uh, trying to make it so that uh that if this I, airs on the 20th it's a miracle fingers off. okay you promise god. so so the the rabbits night. and woodland rodents and the birds that gathered around the house and, and could be driven off but then would come immediately back, that is not true. Okay. I stole that from The Conjuring. Oh. Wait. Okay. So. 
Is that You're bullshit welcome. too? No, that's bullshit. There's no rabbits and no. The birds fly into the house. <laughs> oh, in got the it. Conjuring. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I stole the concept <clears throat> and ran with it. Um, it is true that they purported to see a dog with a rabbit's head. However, the immensely black, uh, the immensely large. <laughs> I'm not an incredibly black obese man. I'm an incredibly obese black man. Uh, the black cat of immense size that the was reported. <laughs> the immensely black cat. He released two jazz records under the name of Mingus Dew. Um, <laughs> so the black cat that was reported to haunt John Bell's grave is also mine. It's the one that the cat purportedly was shot by the uh, caretaker and that got up and ran away. That that's, that's all, a lie. That's, all you. that's uh that's me. Uh other than that, those are the only fucking lies mm-hmm. in the entirety of this episode. Nice. Wow. Huh. So uh, that's it this thing is so ridiculous and one like the sheer volume of time I had to spend trying to fix the grammatical issues and random nonsense of there's a right. girl hanging from a tree. <laughs> Cool. Tree. Thanks. Ow. It was a you know cedar had sap running down her toes. So that's what we uh, that's what we had for the the good and glorious Bell Witch. Um, the the episode for Ghost Adventures I reference is the Bell Witch Cave. So they go in and spend a lot of time there. They have a bunch of claims about spectral apparitions there of unrested spirits, etc. So if they had a Casper mattress, they'd be able to rest. Yeah, that'd be sadly. fine. Yeah. yeah. Also, just because I can see it going, uh, congratulations on listening to the longest episode. Well, I mean, we also did have a bit of a kerfuffle in the middle of this thing. Two? Yes, yes. Two, technically. Yeah, so. Two, maybe. Uh, What what is your claim of our running time here, Mr. Watkins? Oh, I think we're going to be out of here in about a minute or two, and, uh... No, we've had stuff... The the Stanford Prison episode was well over an hour. That was like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, that that was a very long episode. No way. Yeah, Yeah. it was a longer one. So, yeah, this is tame for me. Okay, yeah, fine, fair. I mean, it's been a long time since... Uh, we kind of changed the the ordering format up here so that when we were recording our batches, that Shane was the first this time because so I can bore been... you right out of the gate as opposed. Well, because we realize by the time we get to Shane oh, sorry, that, we're kind of, uh, <laughs> that we're kind of that we're kind of you know tuckered out, and it's not fair uh, that the people that actually do the research and <laughs> have things to to present. Uh, no thanks, I'm do. not hungry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, that was a mistake. I was trying <laughs> to look Christ. at Christ. <laughs> Between you bapping shit over there and then this one falling asleep because he's getting upset at you touching things, that I'm going to lose my mind by the end of this You are episode. incorrect. You are disinformed. Stanford Prison Experiment was 41 minutes long. You're kidding me. I'm looking at it now because we accidentally usually fit within 35 to 41 minutes. Oh, Richard Simmons, 52. Okay. Stargate 52. <laughs> Who touched it? <laughs> Damn it! I didn't have to ask. I'm over here completely pressed into a box so that uh, I don't touch anything. Actually, if we're going to give out the awards, and at this point, this is just... Uh, just for your own better It's just bleeding the clock so that this is yeah, long. Fuck off. God damn it. I'm just um, going to cut this all out. The now. longest episode so far, up until now, was episode 16, Flat Earth 2, Attack of the Proofs. Oh. Which the world might agree was probably the most boring 50s Oh my <laughs> god. And that's why we'll probably never see a part three. Yeah, you got fucking severe PTSD. 
I remember us talking about that when you came into the shop, just being like, ah, I don't think I can do that again. You know, I felt really bad about the volume of time I spent with this episode until I remembered how goddamn <laughs> maniacal that episode God. was. I'm going to read the next 20 paragraphs I have about the Bell Witch. And it uh, might be just as engaged. <laughs> So, Andrew Jackson may or may not have been the Andrew so, Jackson Michael Pato. <laughs> okay. This, All right. this is the last thing I got, I promise. Do it. And then we can get the fuck out of here. Um, so, when you first... You didn't pitch this podcast, but you were... Michael, you were working on a different podcast Yeah. Uh, before we launched this. Yes. And it was very... It was kind of the same concept, wasn't it? A bullshitty kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. But it was more but it was educational. Si- very educational. It's educational. And I remember that you sent me the, the pilot for it, and you just wanted 100% honest critique. And that's why we ended up getting to do something like this, Yeah, because I was like, hey, I really like the concept, and it was it was good to listen to, but I don't feel like I'm smart enough to listen to that shit. I think and, that's almost verbatim what you said. Um, and the part two, uh, the Attack of the Proofs, was almost kind of a mental nod to that because by the end of that I was like I so I'm here can, but I'm not if I can steal you know a metaphor based on what you're saying here is he sent you the pilot but that pilot had subsequently crashed the plane and you just took the black box and have decided to put it into another plane and, and we're then flying I wrote that a one book right now written by Chuck Palahniuk yes yeah. yes Survivor Part yeah. Two. The Disinformed Podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that is going to put the dagger in the heart of this fucking vampire of an episode. The soul-sucking siege of all of our... Would you quit? (laughs) (laughs) You fucking hillbilly undertaker. Would you quit with this nonsense? He's a sound effects guy. And this is the first one of the night, kids. So I'm sorry. For the next two weeks, you're going to hear us screaming at each other. But uh, love, peace, and chicken grease to all you crazy kids out there. We are happy that you hung out with us. So uh, if you are keen on following us any further, and I have no godly idea why you would want to, please boost our Instagram numbers. We really need it. So uh, please find us in your preferred podcast provider. Like, subscribe, mash that subscribe button like you're trying. You caught it breaking into the house. Like it's your 18th time jacking it today. Yes, just yes. mash it. Just mash it like you're John looking at his Instagram stream. And uh, if you dig what we do, <laughs> rate and review. You can find us on Instagram at Disinformed Podcast and activate your notifications for when we, you know, release new things. Because I have now moved it to Monday to coincide with the episode releases, so I am including the URL. I am also updating our YouTube uh, stuff now, so all the artwork is now attached to the YouTube videos, so you can see those there as well. Uh, You can find us on Facebook.com at uh, Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast, and then on on the Twitters, we are at Disinformed Pod. Thank you very much for being here, ladies and germaphobes. For the Disinformed Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm Captain Preparedness. No. Captain Research? Captain. <laughs> Just kill it. Kill it. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Thank you for coming, kids. Don't worry. Good old Bat Switch will clean it up. Don't clean it up. Tell you what. Tell you what. Oh, God! My way.